Spell your last name. Holly Freeman, F-R-E-E-M-A-N. Do you know a person by the name of Jeffrey Pine? I do. Is he in the courtroom today? Yes, he's sitting right there. We'll stipulate to ID, Your Honor. I'll accept the stipulation. Record may reflect the stip. How do you know Mr. Pine? Um, he was my boyfriend. And uh, when did you start, the two of you start a relationship? Um, fall of 2008. Okay. When you uh, began your relationship, I mean, can you describe the relationship? Help us to understand what kind of a relationship you had with him. Um, we were exclusive. Um, it was a serious relationship. When you say serious, what do you mean? Um, well, we had been together for almost two years. And, you know, we had talked about marriage and kids. Yeah, marriage and kids? Yes. Are the two of you involved in a relationship any longer? No. Okay. Um, did you know his mother, Ruth Pine? Yes. And how about his father, Bernie Pine? Yes. All right. Um, how did you meet his mother? The first time that I met her was just really quick. Um, we were just stopping in. They were taking Julia to dance, I believe. Um, the first time I had an extended conversation with her was at a family dinner. When was that? Um, I want to say late 2008. Okay. And can you describe that dinner? For the most part, it was your average awkward first family dinner with your boyfriend's parents. But I did notice that Ruth was um, very hyper. What does that mean? Um, she spoke fast. She um, she was just um, not calm. She was hyper. She was um, fast-moving, fast-speaking, very, um, I guess that's the best way I could describe you it to you. You said fast-moving also? Yeah. Okay. Um, did anything unusual happen during the course of that dinner? There was a moment where Bernie had taken her into the other room. At the time, I thought nothing of it. Um, I later was told by Jeff that Bernie had taken her into the room to calm her down because she was um, being manic. Manic? Well, she was hyper, like I had said. Did you ever learn the nature of her um, mental condition? 
um, later, and not I did not know before the dinner or during the dinner. It was a later time that I was told about her mental illness. And was that defined by by Jeff? Yes. What did he tell you? He said that it began when she had trouble sleeping, and after a few days without sleep, she would become. Um, Loopy, I believe, was the term he used, meaning just peculiar behavior. Did he describe the behavior? Not at the time. And when was it that he told you about that? <clears throat> he, uh, I can't recall a date. It was very rare if he ever went into specifics of what she did unless I pried it out of him. He never liked to uh, go into details about what she would do. Would you at times pry the details out of him? Um... I usually tried not to because I knew it upset him. How did it upset him? Um, emotionally, just... How could you tell? He would cry over his mother's mental illness. Um, did you ever become aware of what um, Ruth Pine's attitude toward your relationship with her son was? Yes. How did you find that out? Uh, Jeff told me. And what was it that he told you? Well, their family is very religious, and I did not share the same religious beliefs as them, and therefore his parents did not support our relationship. Okay, neither one did? Neither one did. <clears throat> and you said because of the difference of your religious beliefs? Yes. And uh, can you explain that further? They are, um, as far as I believe, they're Christian. And I, I didn't go to church. Um, I, was, I wouldn't consider myself a Christian, so. And for that reason, they did not accept you? Yes. Did they make that? Did Jeff tell you uh, that they had made it clear to him that that was their position? Yes. All right. Um, and how how did he react to what was what was his reaction to that? It bothered him that they didn't support our relationship, but it did not keep him from continuing our relationship. Okay. Um, can you describe uh, what did he tell you about his conversations with his parents regarding your relationship? 
Never into detail. Um, basically just that they didn't support it. And he told them that it didn't matter. He was going to keep seeing me. And it upset them because as far as I knew, um, he made it clear that that was probably the first time he had ever defied his parents. You were the first time? His, his uh, reaction to them about you was the first time he had defied them? Yes. Um, if I may, can I ask you, were you having a sexual relationship with uh, Mr. Pine? Yes. All right. Did that fact ever become known to his mother? Yes. And how did you come to know that? I don't recall how it happened. I believe she just asked him. Asked him. Did he tell yes. you about this? Yes. Okay. And what happened when she asked him? <coughs> Um, she was upset, and she she was upset. Do you know about when that was? Well, we didn't have a sexual relationship until a year into our relationship, so this would possibly be sometime in two thousand nine. Yes, or August, fall of two thousand nine was around the time. And so I believe shortly after that. Were you familiar with Mrs. Pine's uh, attitude toward premarital sex? Well, I knew that they were a religious family, and so I was left to assume that she was against it. Did Ruth Pine ever speak to you about that? No. Uh, did, had you expected uh, the defendant to talk about your sexual life with his mother? No. What happened when you found this out? I was upset. What did you tell him? Um, I, I believe I just said that it, it was no, none of either of their business. I can't recall exactly what was said to him, but I've made it clear that I was not happy about it. Okay. Um, you don't recall exactly what was said, you said? I do not. Would it help to uh, see your, your testimony from the grand jury to refresh your recollection? Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> If I may approach the witness, I want to direct your attention to your testimony of September the 13th, 2011, page 82. Actually, page 81 going on to page 82. You can start right there and read. Okay. just read it to yourself to see if yeah. that refreshes your memory. me to say this. Well, I'm asking if it refreshes your memory. Yes. Uh, do you remember what the what the conversation was with Jeff about the fact that he and you, that he had revealed to your mom that the two of you were having sex? 
She didn't believe that I was a virgin. He told you that? Yes. All right. And um, did he tell you what any kind of further ramifications about that? I'm, I'm asking if you can if you can recall. I can't. What was your reaction to that? I when she said that. Yes. I paraphrasing was pretty much screw you and your mother. Okay. <laughs> Did you talk to him? I mean, um, what was his reaction to your reaction? He felt terrible afterwards, and I I threatened to leave him after that. I strongly thought about it. It was so upsetting, but he promised that he wouldn't tell his mother anything anymore. Okay. Did he ever tell you that, anything about it, what he felt he could and could not talk to his mother about besides this? Not that I can recall. Okay. Um, can you describe, you mentioned before that um, uh, he did cry, you mentioned, is that right? He cried? Or did you say that? I'm sorry. When that incident happened or that he would? Did he? During that incident or? Uh, I'm trying to. Um, did you ever see him have an emotional reaction to things? Yes. Okay. How often would you see that? You mentioned before, I believe, that he cried about his mother's mental illness. Is yes. that correct? I guess that's what I was referring to. Were there other things that, that he spoke to you about that where he would uh, be crying? He became emotional often and almost every time it was about his mother. Can you recall any specific incidents? The times that she had um, hit him, there were times when, um, more times than not, if he was drinking, it, he would, it would usually result in an outpour of emotion, and it was always about his mother. Now, you said, uh, can you explain that in a little more detail? Help us to understand when, when he was drinking, when he would drink. And what would happen? He would break down and cry and oh. and sob, and it would usually be about his mother. Okay. How often would that occur? Well, we didn't drink that often, only on occasions like someone's birthday or something of that sort. Um, and then there were just bad days, you know. He was, he was always very reserved, and he was the type of guy who brushed things off. But it would build up, and he would have his bad days, and he would break down and cry. All right, so he, he would—you said he was reserved. Usually, yes. And then that would result, then it would eventually result in him breaking down and crying? 
I wouldn't say that his personality resulted in him breaking down and crying, but his personality was that he was a very quiet, reserved guy. Okay. And uh, and things there I'm, were many things that bothered him that he tried to brush off and most of the time did, but they would accumulate and result in him having an emotional breakdown. How often would you say that happened? It happened more often in the beginning of our relationship because he had such a hard time with his parents not supporting our relationship. It really got to him. He would cry about that, about the fact that they weren't supporting? Yes. Okay. He was really bothered by that? Yes. Okay. Um, you said it happened more often in the beginning. Then what happened? Eventually, I had a talk with him and said, I, I can't do this. It, it was so unusual for me, um, for a guy to, to break down and cry this much and always be so emotional. And I could understand where he was coming from. But at the same time, I was like, look, I, I can't deal with this all the time, be picking you up all the time and trying to, you know, I, I guess I, in so many ways, kind of said, you kind of need to man up. And um, it was gradually less after that. Well, you said man up or what? Or I can't continue this relationship. It was very hard and stressful on me. It was so much of that? Well, when it would happen, it was intense, and I had never dealt with something like that before. Okay. Can I uh, point out to you like a specific time, like say late February, March of 2009? Do you recall that time period? Um, he... In do you, you do recall? Yes, I'm okay. sorry. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, early 2009 was he was crying about his mom in my garage, and I remember him saying, "You know, if if he loved his mom," and I remember him saying, "If I could take this from her." I believe that meant if, if he had the mental illness instead of her, he, he's like, if I could, I, if I could take it from her, I would. Right. Because he felt that she didn't deserve that life. Okay. Do you recall um, whether he ever told you about his mother being institutionalized? Yes. Uh, when was the first time he told you about that? That was around the same time before, I, I want to say. He had Early 09? 
in yes. early on that? Okay. When he had told me that was, I believe, the first time he had told me about his mother's mental illness was early 2009. And what did he tell you? That was when he said that it began with her not sleeping and and that she would be um, loopy after that. And I believe when he, when he told me about that, I believe he had said that she had been hospitalized before. All right. At the time he's telling you this, had she been hospitalized? I believe it was before she was hospitalized. Did he ever tell you about times that she was hospitalized? Before our relationship? No, uh, as your relationship went on. Yes, she was hospitalized two or three times while we were together. Okay. Um, Whenever you had, you, did you have problems as a couple? We rarely argued about anything. The only issue we had was with his mother. So the only couple problem you had was his mother? Yes. Okay. When you told him to man up or you were going to leave, what was his reaction to that? I believe he agreed with me, and um, like I said, the breakdowns were less frequent after that. Did he continue to talk about it after that? Much less. And why? I believe he didn't want to bring stress onto me. I believe he thought, you know, this is my issue, not hers, and didn't want to upset me, didn't want us to fight about it, and so. Or would you, you told him you would have left? I wouldn't have left if he wanted to talk about his mother. I would have left if the, you know, breaking down emotionally were to continue as frequent as it was happening. But it would happen when he was talking about his mother? Yes. Okay. Let me ask you, are you, are you comfortable here today being here to testify? It's a little nerve-wracking. Mm -hmm. um, after he told you about this mental illness, did he define what it was? Did he give a label to it? I don't believe he did Okay. at first. He didn't... Uh, he did not label her mental illness. Ever? Later in the relationship, he said she was first diagnosed with bipolar schizophrenia, but the last diagnose that I remember was bipolar one or bipolar eye disorder with psychotic features. That's what he told you? Yes.
Okay. Um, did you know his sister? Yes. And that's Julia? Yes. Um, did he ever get emotional about Julia? Only that he was worried for her. Would and he, he cry he when he was talking about her? Yes. Okay. And why? He was worried for her. Why? He felt bad that she had to go through this, too, and deal with it at such a young age. Well, in general. Okay. Um, and he would cry when he was discussing her? Yes. Did you know if uh, Jeff had ever uh, been homeschooled? Yes. He had been? Yes. And by his mother? Yes. Did, did he tell you how that came to be and how did it continue? No. What happened? When he was eight, I believe, she had stopped homeschooling him and he was enrolled in the private Christian academy. And do you know why she had stopped homeschooling him? I believe it was because she was hospitalized. All right. It was because of the mental illness? Yes. All right. Did he ever speak to you about her wanting to homeschool Julia? She was homeschooling Julia. She was? Okay. Yes. During the time that you knew uh, Jeff? Until maybe 2010, late 2010, she was being homeschooled. Julia was being homeschooled by Ruth. You said till late 2010. To the best of my knowledge. And what what did, did he did you find out why that stopped? Once again, she was hospitalized. Now you said that he was worried about Julia, and you said yes. because she had to face this same situation also. Yes. Did he ever express any kind of hesitation about? his mother homeschooling her? Not until she became worse. And I... Ruth be, yes, mother until, became Yes, I'm sorry, until Ruth became worse. Uh -huh. And I believe the more I mentioned it to him, the more he became aware and agreed with me that it wasn't a really good idea for Julia to continue being homeschooled. You had mentioned that to him? Yes. Why did you mention that to him? Because of his mother's mental illness. You thought it was not a good idea? Yes. And why is that? Because I know she had been violent with Jeff, and I don't know if at the time I was aware that she was violent with Julia or had attempted to be, but I knew it wasn't safe for Julia anymore to continue being homeschooled. You mentioned that you said that to him. Yes. And what was his reaction to that? I believe he agreed with me. Did he have any say in whether she would be homeschooled or not? 
Not really, because Julia is not his child. Did he ever mention that to you? I believe so. That he, that she's not his daughter, so he, he had no power over that? Right. Uh, as far as him uh, living at home, did he ever express to you any kind of desire about moving out of that? Yes. And what did he say about that? He wanted to move out, but he did not have the financial means to do so. Besides the financial means, was there any other reason he did not move out? He felt bad leaving Julia there, and he was worried for her. He didn't want to leave Julia? Right. <clears throat> Did you perceive that he was, uh, that his living at home was affecting him? Yes. Adversely? Yes. Okay. When you uh, say that uh, his mother had a mental illness and you talked about religion, uh, what did you learn about her attitude toward religion? When she was in her mentally ill phase, is that mm -hmm. what you're... Yeah, she okay. was religiously occupied. And what did, did, he, did Jeff ever explain to you what that meant? She watched the religious channel, walked around with the Bible. She believed her medication was sorcery and witchcraft, and therefore it was evil. And you said that she watched religious programming? Yes. And carried the Bible around? Yes. When, when he would tell you about these things, when, when Jeff told you about these things, what was his attitude toward those things that he was telling you? I believe when I finally started really asking him specifics of what she did, finally, you know, one day I just said, what does, what does she do? He wasn't emotional while talking about it. We were just having a discussion, so he didn't have a specific emotion when he was talking about it. He, he, we were just having a discussion. Did he ever have a reaction to that aspect of his mother? Other than emotionally. Pardon? Other than emotionally. Yes. I, I would say he had an emotional reaction to any, to, to her mental illness. Okay. That was the crying you were talking about before? Yes. Okay. 
Um, did you ever go to his house again for dinner? Oh, by the way, did you go to his house a lot? No. Mostly, where, the, where would the two of you be together? My house. He would come to your house? Yes. Why would you not go to his house? It was uncomfortable for the both of us. And it was just something I chose not to be around. I don't believe he necessarily wanted me around it either. And he liked getting out of the house. He liked getting out of the house? Yes. So he did not enjoy being home either? No. Did he ever tell you uh, about, he said, you said that he, you knew that he, she had been violent? Yes. Let me ask you this too, did, was she, did, did he ever tell you anything about her compliance with taking medication? She did not want to take her medication. And that was because you said that, uh, did she fight the idea of meds? Yeah, she, she would fake taking them or hide it because she did not want to take her medication. And you indicated that, uh, and did he tell you what would happen when she did not take her medication? That was when she became loopy, so to speak. Loopy, you said? Yes, and peculiar you... behavior. Okay. Did he ever mention to you uh, his attitude toward her not taking medications? It upset him emotionally because he wanted her to be okay. And it upset him that she wasn't taking the meds? Yes. Did he ever, uh, you said now again about the, he, that she had been violent with him, is that correct? Yes. Uh, I want to point out that sometime in, in 2010, did he ever tell you regarding her doing anything with, with weapons? Knives, maybe? No. And the headboard of, the, of his... Uh... Oh, yes. What did that he say? She had been storing knives in the headboard of her bed. And was this in 2010? I cannot recall when I was told that. But he did mention that to you? Yes. Okay. Um, and at that point, is that when you started telling him about Julia? Yes. And I... I said it, w it was no longer safe for her to be in that house, especially alone, that I did not think it was a good idea for Julia to ever be left alone with Ruth in the house. Okay. Um, you mentioned that there was, there was an instance where he, more than one incident where she was violent toward him? Yes. Do you recall um, <coughs> any of those incidents? Did he ever mention them to you? Yes. What did he tell you? There was one incident where she accused him of stealing her debit card. Okay. And, and can you describe what he told you? He said that when his dad left, she went upstairs to interrogate him about it, and she didn't believe him and that she hit him. Where? In, in the face. 
Did, you, did he tell you about how this whole thing had come about, this whole discussion about her debit card? That's all he told me, was that she accused him of, of stealing it. Do you know when that was? Um, I can't recall. Could that have been March of 2009 or late February of 2009? It very well could have been. Okay. Was that the only incident that he mentioned to you? No. What else did he mention to you? They, she had been hospitalized but quickly released from misdiagnosis. Was this in July of 2010? That, I believe it was June of 2010 when she was misdiagnosed and then July was the incident that she, um, I was told by, he told you this? Yes. Okay. I was told by Jeff that because they knew that she needed to be hospitalized, and I was told by Jeff that him and his father were provoking, well, his father was provoking her, and she spit in his face. How did, um, how did he provoke her? I believe that Bernie was just yelling at her, trying to get her to snap. Did this involve her not taking medication? The discussion was about her not taking her medication when Bernie was talking to her. And she spit in his face? Yes. Did uh, Jeff do anything at that time? I believe she went upstairs in her room and Bernie followed her and Jeff went into the room I do not recall if he was called into the room or if he just went into the room, but he told me that he said something along the lines of, just take your damn medicine. And that's when she shot out of the bed and uh, punched him and choked him. All right. Do you know um, if the police were called at that time? Yes. What happened? Did he tell you what happened? She was arrested. Uh, was she jailed at that time? Yes. And you said the incident where they had hospitalized her before, but then she had been released had happened before that incident? Yes. Okay. What was his response to the fact that this first hospital had let her back out? He was very upset. And Be why? Because they both knew that she needed to be hospitalized and she needed to take her medication. And they believe that it was wrong of them to release her. In the time during, during 2010, uh, did he mention anything about the, the number of arguments that were occurring between him and his mother? Not that I can recall. Okay. Did he ever mention, you said that she had been violent toward both the children? Or just him? I remember him telling me an incident where she had raised her hand to Julia. I believe either he walked in or Bernie walked in before she could hit her. And do you know when that was? I don't recall. Could it have been the fall of 2010? 
it could have been, but I cannot recall. Okay. Did, did that enter into Jeff's opinion about whether his mother should homeschool his sister? That incident? I would believe so. Well, how did it do that? How did it enter in? Well, the both of us thought that the worse that Ruth was getting, it was more clear that Julia should not be homeschooled by her anymore. Okay. Now, did there ever come a time when you learned that uh, his father might be taking some kind of actions regarding a divorce? Yes. And about when was that? <clears throat> I believe it, it was it was in 2010. Um, I cannot recall when he first began mentioning it. He, you, Bernie Mr. Pine, mentioning when, it. He started mentioning it in 2010. Yes. Did Jeff express to you how he felt about that? He agreed that it was something that needed to be done. Okay. He wanted the divorce. I believe he did. Pardon? I believe that he did. Okay. And that was because of the things that he told you about. Right. Did he ever mention to you anything about a vicious cycle otherwise? That was the reason because it was a vicious cycle of Ruth getting off of her meds and being hospitalized and being on them and then getting off them again. And, and because of that, I believe Bernie's reason for wanting to divorce her was because of that, because it was a vicious cycle. It wasn't getting any better, and he thought it was the best for the whole family. How did he feel as a result of this situation? Can you help us understand? I mean, he, he thought that the idea of a divorce was a good thing for the benefit of the family because she was going through this cycle and she was not getting any better. Is that what you just said? Yes. All right. How did he feel toward that situation? In that sense, I believe that Jeff agreed with the decision that his father was making to divorce her. Did he ever tell you that he felt like he could do anything about any of these things? No. I mean, he yes, and he said no, that he doesn't have any control over the situation. He, he felt helpless about the situation? Yes. And the, the situations we are talking about included what? He had no control over whether Julia was homeschooled or went into a regular or a private school. He had no control over whether or not she stayed home alone with Ruth. He had no control over whether the fact Bernie would follow through with the divorce or not. And what about her actual mental illness? He obviously had no control over that either. Okay. Did he ever express to you that he was tired of the situation? Yes. What did he say? He wanted to move out and like I said there were things he was concerned about like Julia 
And Julia what? Her, just worried about her and her well-being. All right. Now, you said this began like in the fall of 2010. Um, did anything develop about it, about the divorce? Bernie was moving around money to various accounts, including Jeff's. He kept telling Jeff that he was, you know, just getting the paperwork ready. Or Why was he putting money into Jeff's account? What did Jeff tell you about that? He didn't want Ruth to get any of it. So he was hiding it from Ruth? Yes. Okay. Did, he, did Jeff ever tell you how much money was involved? I believe he put 14000 into Jeff's account and around the same amount into Julia's, maybe thirteen. Did he ever, did Jeff ever indicate that he talked to his father about the divorce? When Bernie wasn't following through and wasn't following through, he would mention it. It was one, another one of those things that we didn't argue about. We didn't, we didn't necessarily get in a heated argument about, but it was frustrating because I just had a feeling that Bernie was not going to go through with the divorce from the beginning, and Jeff believed strongly, oh, no, he's going to. He's going to do it. And I said, no, he's, he's not going to. And I would ask, you know, why isn't this moving along? Have you, do you, have you spoken to your dad about it? And he, he goes, I, I can't. He said, if I ever, if I keep trying to mention it to my father, I get screamed at. He just what? He would get screamed at by Bernie. All right. Did that... Uh fuel what you were talking about, the fact, the, the idea that he felt he had no control over things? Yes. Okay. As a result of Bernie's not taking action on the divorce, did Jeff ever tell you what he might have had in mind? He told me that if Bernie did not divorce her by summer, that he was going to move out and get his own place. Now, you mentioned before that he didn't... Uh, um, and why did he mention to you why he was going to move out if Bernie didn't get the divorce? Because he couldn't take it anymore. Even, even the fighting just between his mother and his father alone and the, just the entire situation was weighing too much on him and, and our relationship, too. And he wanted he wanted out. So he could not take it anymore. Yes. OK. Now, did he have a plan if Bernie didn't go through with the divorce? You said that if he didn't do it by summer, what would he do? He would move out? Yes. Did he have a plan about what he was going to do? He had mentioned, he said, you know, that money is in my account now, and if need be, I could use it. And did he ever express any uh, qualms about doing that? Was he worried about Yes. Yes. Why? And so was I. And why? Because Bernie has a temper. Okay. And he would go crazy if Jeff took his money. 
So he was afraid of his dad? Yes. Okay. And I was afraid for him. All right. Um, and you said without that money, he did not have his own money to move out? Not enough. Did he ever mention to you feeling trapped in that situation? Yes, it was it was incredibly frustrating that he his father wasn't following through with the divorce and that he couldn't talk to his father about it because his father would get too upset and frustrated and ultimately yell at, at Jeff for it for being bothered about it. So his own frustration was building up Jeff's frustration. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Now, when you um, when you said that he spent most of his time. At, at you, the two of you, spend most of your time together at your house. Right. Would he be over your house a lot? Yes. Like, can you give us an idea about how often a lot is? If he, other than my work and schedule, my work schedule and my school schedule, if he was not at work or at school, he was with me. If he wasn't at work or at school, he was at he's with you. Yes. So that was most of the day, or depending on our work and school schedule, but almost every day, unless we had work or school. And that would be at your house? Yes. Okay. Now, um, I want to point out to you the, the, the uh, time of year of about March of 2011. Do you recall that period of time? Yes. Okay. Sort of maybe the end of March of 2011? Yes? Yes. All right. Can you tell the jury uh, what happened at that time? He... Who? I'm sorry. Jeff. Jeff? Had told me... Sorry. Thank you, Mr. Gibbs. Jeff had told me. Would you like me, some water? Do you need water? I'm fine. Okay. He had told me that he was going to Grand Rapids with his boss at the time, Will. Objection, Your Honor. We went through this earlier and I object on the basis of character evidence and relevance. I'd like that placed for the record this time as well. Now, this is not to offer anything about his character. This, it's to, this was a situation that was evolving, that there were things that were building up. She's already testified that he would let things go and things would build up and then there would be a reaction. 
there have been a number of things that have been happening. There's been sufficient testimony to indicate that matters were happening in March of 09 and July of 09, that, uh, and there will be continued testimony to indicate that there was things that happened regarding this divorce. She mentioned that he was feeling helpless, that he wanted to get out. Uh, these were there was not an objection placed to any of those questions. He's posed an objection. The relevance, what I'm saying is the relevance is that this is a gradual unraveling of a person. All of these things had a, a, a emotion sustained. March of 2009, did you continue your relationship with Mr. Pine in exactly the same way? No. All right. And why was that? Because he had cheated on me. All right. Objection, Your Honor. That just bootstrapped it back to the same question. I'm sorry? What's the objection? The objection is relevance and character. Overruled. Thank you. Um... He had cheated on you. Yes. Did your attitude toward him change? Yes. And how so? Everyone was. Well, I'm just asking you for your. I'm sorry. I was completely thrown off. In what way? Because Jeff, to me, Jeff was the perfect guy, the perfect son, the perfect boyfriend, and that was the first time ever that I had ever had a reason to doubt him. I, I trusted him wholeheartedly. I never had a reason not to, and that was the first time that I couldn't or felt that I couldn't anymore. And that was as a result of his cheating? Yes. And any other particular aspect of that that caused you to feel like that you didn't know him or you couldn't trust him? Or that, I'm sorry, that you doubted him? Because he, he just, he lied so effortlessly to me, to my family, to my friends, just, he had a whole elaborate story to cover his tracks and, and the fact that he could just look into my face and my mom's face and everybody. And I know that some people may think that that's not a big deal, that guys cheat on their girlfriends all the time, but if you knew Jeff and you knew his character and what a good person he was, you couldn't even fathom the fact that he could do something like that. And nobody could. All right. And this was the first time you'd seen anything like that? Ever. And that altered the relationship? Yes. Okay. After that, um, uh, 
What happened to your relationship? Um, I didn't speak to him for close to a month. <clears throat> um, and eventually I agreed to meet with him to talk to him about it. And um, <laughs> I, after speaking with him, I, <clears throat> I had decided that maybe he did just make a really bad mistake and that we could think about giving it another shot. When you saw him, this was, when, about when was this? Um, probably in April. April of 2011? Yes. And um, when you saw him, can you describe physically what he looked like? When I met up with him, he yes. looked terrible. Oh. He was pale white, and he looked thin and just weak. Right. And he did he tell you about how he felt as a result of the breakup? He was miserable. He was depressed. He had got he told me that he had gotten physically sick over it. Again, I'm gonna object here. I don't know how this line of questioning bears on the probative value of this matter and it's far more unfairly prejudicial than it is probative. Well, I'll move on. Now, had you gotten back together with him in any degree, you said you thought you might give it another chance. Had you gotten together with him? We were seeing each other again. We weren't officially in a relationship again. And when was that? You were not or you were? We were not. Okay, and when was that? After we had spoken, we slowly started to see each other again, to hang out together. Okay. Did you continue your sexual relationship? No. Okay. Um, but you did see him? Yes. And can you, say, can you tell us about when that started to happen? That was like last year we're talking about, right? Yes. 2011. Yes. And about when, when did that start happening? Well, I believe it was towards the end of, of April that I we just talked to each other for the first time. So going into May, we were hanging out again. You were still hesitant? Yes. Did you express that to him? Yes. Did you tell him what the terms of the relationship were? He knew that we were not back together and that he had to jump through some hoops, so to speak. Okay. I want to point out now the date of May the 27th of 2011. You recall that date? Yes. Did you have any contact with Mr. Pine that day? He texted me at 11... It was either 11.40 or 11.50 a.m. 
and it said, I love you. That was it? Yes. Okay. Between 11.40 and 11.50 a.m. on Friday, March, I'm sorry, May 27th? Yes. Okay. Was there any other, or do you have any other contact with him on that day? Not until the night. Technically, it would have been the morning of the 28th. May the 28th? Yes. And about what time? 2.30 in the morning. And what was that? I had gotten a phone call from an unknown number, and it was Jeff on his aunt's phone. He was calling from his aunt's house? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if he was. Uh, yes, he told me he was at her house. What did he tell you? He said, I, I just want you to know that I'm okay, and Julia's okay, and my dad's okay. And I, was, I said, okay. And he said, my mom is dead. He just said like that? Just like that. He said, I'm okay, Julia's okay, my dad's okay, my mom is dead? Well, he paused, uh -huh. and he said, my mom is dead. Just in that way? Just in that way. And for the record, can you describe, I mean, that, the way he said that? Can you characterize it? I, was he expressed, the, did he use any expression? He was not crying. He was calm. He was calm? Yes. Totally calm? Yes. What was your reaction to that? Well, when he said that, I had no idea what to say. The Most of the conversation was silence. I believe I asked how. You I, asked how? I believe so. Why did you ask how? Well, I immediately thought that it would be suicide uh -huh. because she was mentally unstable. But and I mean, that was, that was the first thing that occurred to you say is how did that happen? Yes. Okay. Okay. What did he tell you? He said, they're saying it's homicide. Did he say who they are? I don't think so. He just said they're saying it's homicide? Yes. Okay. And did you make plans or anything to meet with him or? No. I had thought about going to see him, but I was scared at the whole situation because I, I didn't know what was going on. And so he told me that he'd try to get a hold of me and, and see me when he could. And I said, okay. Okay. Did he see you again? Yes. And um, when was that? Saturday, that, the, next, the following night. Well, you said he called you at 2 o'clock in the morning? Oh, it wouldn't be the following night. I'm sorry. It, it, it would be the 28th. Day? Okay, so the, he sees you later on that same day? Yes. Okay. That's Saturday the 28th? Yes. All right. And how does that come about? He came to my house. About what time? 
It was late. Um, I want to say around 8 o'clock. Okay. He comes over, and, and uh, who's at your house when he comes over? My sister, well, my parents were there, and my sister and her husband and her son. Okay, and what happens when he comes over? Well, as soon as he came into the garage, he, he fell to his knees and started crying, and I took him up to my room, and I was consoling him in my room. And what happens then? Well, shortly after, I noticed the bandages on his hands. Okay, on his hands? Yes. All right, and what happens then? I let go of him and I said, what is that? What are those? You said you let go of him? Yes, I was holding him. So you're him. holding him and you see these bandages and you let go of him? Yes. And you say, uh, what's that? Yes. And what happens? He he told me that his hands got caught in a pallet. Okay. And what did you re respond to that? I said, that doesn't look like a pallet would do that. And did what what keep did you say anything further to him? Well, obviously I I made him take the bandages off to show me. Okay. Well, um, let me hang up for a second. Uh, let me have uh, dad were fighting, and Jeff came in. That that was the situation you described, where she came out of the bed and grabbed his throat. Yes. Did Jeff ever say what that, uh, how that made him feel, or what what his reaction was to that? He did not retaliate. He didn't hit her back or anything like that. Did you ever see him hit anybody? No. In fact, you hit him a couple times, didn't you? A couple times. He never hit you, did he? No. Did he tell you what Ruth was like when she faked or hid her medication? When she wasn't on it? Right. He said that she would have this weird laugh that she would talk under her breath. She would race up and down the stairs, things like that. And you were the first for each other as far as serious relationships go, right? Yes, sir. You told the grand jury you prefer a crier to an asshole, right? I did. What did you mean by that? When men get upset, they handle it differently. Usually when men are upset, they uh, take it out as anger, usually. And Jeff didn't. He would cry. And usually, 
when a man is angry at times, it can be misdirected. And a lot of times it'll be at the significant other. And so therefore it didn't bother me that he cried because I, if something was upsetting him, I would prefer someone who just cries and gets it out of their system as opposed to someone who is going to be an asshole to me for something I didn't do. So you wanted Jeffrey to man up, but not be too much of a man, right? It was quite frequent in the beginning. So and crying is one thing. These were just outpours of emotion. It, it, I had never seen it before from some women even. And it, it was just hard. I was young and, it, and I'd never experienced that. And it was hard for me to, to take in. So have you ever seen men act like they're sensitive for other reasons? Do you mean cry or cry or seem depressed or sad? There are times, yes. But there might be other reasons, other objectives. Well, yeah. Uh, first of all, what's the relevance of this? Uh, and it's irrelevant what she thinks or knows about men in general. You're it's irrelevant. She just talked for three hours about what she thinks. I'm just asking for an equal opportunity. I think, Counsel, the questions were pointed to um, Mr. Pine, not in a general sense. And so, as it relates to general, I don't know that it would be relevant. Um, and so I'm going to sustain the objection. All right. Thank you, Anna. <clears throat> Now, as far as uh, Jeffrey's relationship with his dad, you said his dad's a jerk, right? I did. Why'd you say that? He was very hard on Jeff, and he had a temper. said something about Julia quitting piano because of Bernard? Jeff had told me that she did not like to practice in front of him, in front of Bernie, because he was so critical of her. You said Jeff was a very bright guy? Right. Yes. Yes. Did Jeff talk about moving out on other occasions or just when his parents were bothering? I think he may have on other occasions. It's, we both did. It's pretty normal for kids our age. I was 20, he was 19, to want to move out and get their own place. But it, he really wanted to as things progressively got worse at home. So you said we both did. Did you guys talk about getting a place together? Yes. Did you ever look at places together? No. You said Jeffrey didn't have the financial means at first. Did you have the financial means? No. 
But at some point, said Dad gave him fourteen thousand dollars. He transferred it from his account into Jeffrey's. And you supported Jeffrey moving out, correct? I did. <laughs> now, you said that uh, if Ruth wasn't willing to take her medications, Jeff wanted his dad to divorce his mother, right? <clears throat> Well, Ruth wouldn't take her medication, so yes, because of that, it was causing stress on the family, and Jeff wanted to move out because of the stresses at home. So if she would have taken the medication, all of this would be a moot point, right? I believe if she were on the medication, and was not violent or acting peculiar and things at home were going smoothly, he would be less, his strive to want to move out would be less. He may have still wanted to because for that age, it's perfectly normal for a young adult to want to get their own place. But I believe that it, the drive to want to get out of there was definitely fueled by the stresses of being at home. You said the paperwork was drawn up for a divorce? That is what Bernie was telling, Jeff told me that that is what Bernie was telling him. And to your knowledge, that, that never happened, right? She was never served with divorce papers? To my knowledge, I was never told by Jeffrey or anyone that she was served divorce papers. You said that Jeffrey's father never asked for that money back. Not that I can recall. You said that Jeffrey was scared to spend that money because of how Bernard might react? Yes. Was it just being afraid of screaming? I don't think either of us knew what Bernie would do. Like I said, he, he is a temper, and depending on his level of anger, we didn't even want to think about it. The whole thought was was scary. Now what you said provoked Ruth the second time to assault Jeffrey was, he said, just take your damn medicine, right? Yes, he did. So it seems like that's the most important thing to Jeffrey. Is that For right? her to take her medication, yes. When did Jeff tell you that she was in the Oakland County Jail? I can't recall a specific date. It was shortly after the incident. So there wasn't a long term in between? 
I, I don't believe so. Do you recall how long she was in there? To the best of my recollection, I believe it was around two weeks. And then you testified she got transferred to a psychiatric hospital, is that right? That's what I was told. Remember which one? No. Now your terminology again at the grand jury, Jeff was pissed at the people who let her go because she wasn't right yet. And then this happens, right? Yes, sir. You said that Jeff had to testify against her in the fall of 2010? I believe so, if it is in the grand jury testament. Well, I don't want, I don't want to put words in your mouth, and I don't want you to guess. So if, if you recall... The answer is yes. If you don't, I can't. No. I knew. I knew that he had to go to court for the assault. I cannot recall the specific date. Did you go? No. Did Jeff ever tell you about an attack on Julia? The only incident I know is the one where she raised her hand to her, and that. It was either Jeff or Bernie that walked in, and so she did not strike Julia. So you never heard any story about Ruth attacking Julia with a knife or Jeffrey with a knife? No. Did you testify that Ruth spit in Bernard's face the day she was taken to jail? Yes. You said that Jeffrey's car wasn't any louder than any other car, right? <laughs> I, had, I did not know of any issues with his car. And you never saw Jeffrey drive any other car other than that brown or gold Yes, sir. GM. What door did you typically go in? I know you said you only went there a few times, but how would you go into the house? Usually we would um, come through the garage door, not the big one, the <coughs> one on the side leading into the house. Now, is that Across one back from, by the pool? Yes. Okay. You said Jeff didn't drink until he met you, is that right? To, well, that is what he told me, yes. Well, is that what you observed? I mean, did That's what I had observed. I, when he was with me and we weren't drinking, if he wasn't around me, I wouldn't have known, but I was told that he hadn't by him. Well, you said that uh, he started to drink when you did. Is yes. Accurate? Yes. Is he the kind to carry alcohol around in his car all the time? No. What about pot or other drugs? No. 
Any indications he ever took any of his mom's medications or his dad? No, he's never told me anything like that. And you never experienced that? You never saw him take drugs or? No, other than alcohol. Okay. And as far as your sexual relationship goes, it would take place at your parents' house, correct? Yes. You never met Diane Needham, isn't that right? No, sir. You never went to her house? No, sir. You said the people would tell you you're lucky to have Jeff, is that right? They would. You also said that Jeffrey loved working at Spicer's, isn't that right? Yes, he did. Between working at Spicer's and working at Mrs. Needham's house, how did you guys find time to date? He was only, he went to Mrs. Needham's house on his own time. Perhaps it was when I was working and he wasn't working at Spicer's. He could come and go as he pleased. And I don't recall our specific school schedules, but in the summer, we didn't, I didn't take any classes, so there's, there's plenty of time to hang out. When you're saying he could come and go as he pleased, you're referring to Mrs. Needham's rules, not yours, right? Yes. You had his Facebook password, right? I did. And you never found anything weird or suspicious, right? No. You said that things were pretty much back together when his mom was murdered, right? We were pretty much, we pretty much knew that as long as things stayed getting better, that we were going to get back together. So. You you felt like you were on a path? Yes. Okay. You said that he might have shown you an injury he got from a goat, maybe on his arm? I believe I was asked that during the grand jury and I could not recall an injury on his arm. Okay. You didn't see any injuries on his arm on May 28th when he came over? The only thing that I recall seeing were the markings on his hands. About his head, did you see anything on his head that looked strange? No, sir. Is the hair longer or shorter than it is right now? Shorter. Even shorter? Or it's shorter now? It's shorter now than it was then. How much shorter? I, I can't tell. Um, Half inch? I can't tell. I'm, I'm sitting pretty far away. He, at the time, had a fade. It, it was much shorter and got longer at the top. Would the top have been longer than, say, two or three inches? Gosh, I don't know. I, I couldn't 
I couldn't tell you the specific length of his hair. Would you characterize it as short? Yes. Now, Jeff had told you that Mrs. Needham was supposed to be back from her trip, right? By the 19th, yes. Right. So he, he had indicated to you that he was wondering about that, right? Yes. And you told him he should call her, right? And he I said did. he was going to, right? Yes, sir. As far as Jeffrey's relationship with his father, you said that Bernard just always wanted Jeffrey to be better, right? Yes, sir. Was there much room for that? I thought he was pretty perfect. And Jeffrey, you said, could come and go as he pleased. He didn't have a set schedule with Mrs. Needham, right? No. She would just make a big list and he'd chip away at it? Is that how it was? While she was gone on her vacation, I he had told me that she had left a list for him. If she had done that previous times, I don't know. I only know that she left a list for him when she left for vacation. While she was gone, she left him a list of things to do. And you recalled that one of those jobs was uh, to do some work painting the basement? I believe so. Do you recall whether or not you saw Jeffrey the day before Ruth Pine was murdered? I believe I was asked that, and I couldn't recall. It's very possible, but I, I can't recall if we did or not. But you did talk to him that day and maybe even texted? The day of the murder? No, the day before. Like I said, I, I can't recall. I would assume that we had probably exchanged something. Police ever asked to see your phone bills or look at your phone? They had discussed possibly um, taking my phone, but they never did. You worked all day Friday and got off between 10, 30, and 11, correct? PM, yes. And you went to bed and you got a call later that night from somebody saying my mom, or from a call, from a number you didn't recognize, right? Yes. And that was, you said that, uh, he told you that he, his dad, and his sister were okay, and that his mother was dead. Yes. Was there any communication on the phone before that? Did I say, believe he just said, I'm calling from my aunt's phone. Okay. And I said, okay. And he said, I just want you to know that Julia's okay, and I'm okay, and my dad's okay. I said, okay. 
And then he said, my mom is dead. Now, had you, that had been on the news that night, hadn't it? Did you see that? I did not. So this was the first news you were hearing of that? Yes. Do you remember what time that was? The phone call? Yeah. It was around 2.30 in the morning. He said he was at his aunt's house using her phone, right? Yes, sir. Which aunt was that? I believe on his dad's side. His dad's sister. Do you know her name? Gail? I'm not sure. Aunt Gail? I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. And he told you that he was at Spicer's and he got a call from his dad saying, you need to come home now. Is that right? Yes, sir. But there was nothing on that phone call about his mom, right? Not to my knowledge. Okay. Now, he didn't tell you in that conversation that night, or I should say Saturday morning, 2.30 in the morning, what the police thought, right? All he told me was that they are saying that it is murder. It is not suicide. It is murder. Okay. That's all I was told. No detail? No. Do you tell you how long he was at the detective uh, interview with the police station? He, he just said, I, I've been there all day, is what he said. He came over the next day. Did you invite him, or did he just come over on his own, or how did that work? He told me that um, during that phone call that he would try to see me when he can, when he could, and I believe he said, "I'll try to see you tomorrow, well, some, uh, Saturday." I knew that I couldn't get a hold of him from his cell phone, so I called the aunt's number, and she had told me that they were getting phones, and I, I believe Jeff called me to, to tell me when he was coming over. It was assumed that I was going to see him that Saturday. Assumed by you? The both of us, because okay. he said, I'm going to try to see you. All right. And he came over later in the afternoon? Yes. Now, you'd already been visited by detectives, isn't that right? Yes, sir. Do you remember who? I don't remember their names. Is one of them in the courtroom? No, it was not Detective Glover the first time. It was not. I know that, but. All right. And your parents were there, right? Yes, sir. But you weren't? No. You came home a short while after they were there? Yes. And did they talk to you with your father there? I 
know that they talked to my dad when I before I got there. I don't believe my dad was present when they were talking to me. Where were they talking to you at? In the house, outside? In my front yard. Recall what time that was? I cannot. I know that it was around lunch time. I know that varies, but I, I was getting lunch. That's why I was out. And when I got called, I came straight home. Oh, so you got called? My my dad called me to tell me they were here or okay. at the house, so I came home. Okay. I can't give you a specific time. Oh, I can't okay. remember. Thank you. You said you originally suspected burning. I right? did. Why was that? Because he didn't want to pay alimony, and he had a a violent history with her, and I, I knew that he had a temper, and I couldn't think of anybody else that would want to do this. You said that he wanted her out of his life. Is that right? Bernie? Mm-hmm. I believe so. And you were aware that he was seeing another woman? I was. How did you know he didn't want to pay alimony? Jeff told me. He said you thought his dad was seeing this other woman, but Jeffrey didn't. Is that right? Jeff told me that he... The statements that she made before, which uh, embellished uh, or completed the call that he made to her on May the 28th, I think uh, is, is admissible pursuant to the rule of completeness. However, uh, any statement that is offered in addition to that about a different topic is a, is a hearsay statement. A statement of a party is only admissible when it's offered by a party opponent against the party. I can approach it another way, Your Honor. You know how Jeff found out? <coughs> that it was an affair or? Right. There was an incident where Bernie was at 59 West with the woman and Ruth showed up there with. You guys for foundation. Laid a foundation. Well, at some point, did. Did Jeffrey come to think that it was an affair also? Yes. Asked for this foundation, and further, again, it's a hearsay statement because it's not offered by a party opponent. It's a statement of the defendant. Well, I would argue that it's not a hearsay statement, Your Honor. It has nothing to do with the truth of the matter, just the effect that it had on Jeffrey. But the question is whether or not your client thought that there was an affair. All right, I can get around, come back to that. 
You said that Jeff's dad told him to go to the house and pick up Julia's medicine. Is that right? The night of the 28th, yes. And that would have been the home on Burwood? Yes. Where the murder occurred? Yes. Do you think that was strange? Yes. What did you say about that? I said your dad's going to make you go there tonight. I, was, I, I don't think I even knew if he could do that. I most certainly said it wasn't a good idea. And he comes back to see you about an hour later? Is that right? I believe so. I can't recall how long he was gone for. Was there a person by the name of Raylene there? Yes, sir. And who is that to you? That is my sister. Did she and Jeff talk? Did they talk? Like that frequently? night? I don't believe so. So this was just you and Jeff before he left and when he came back? Yes, I believe by the time he came back, my sister had left. You were aware that Mrs. Needham gave Jeffrey a key to her home, correct? I don't know if I was aware of that before the murder. I was aware after that he had a key. Now, when you talk to him about how he got those injuries to his hands, you said that he said that he heard them moving a pallet, right? He said that his hands got caught in a pallet. Right. Did you describe going to the bathroom and cleaning the wounds with spicers? He, I can't recall if he said he went to the bathroom. I do recall him saying he cleaned the wounds. I don't know where. He said that Will had walked in and, and see, he saw, Will saw him bandaging his wounds. Okay. Jeffrey said his dad would never do this, right? He did. Thank you. Anytime that he's offering a statement of the defendant, it's, it's hearsay. It's got to be offered by a party opponent against the defendant. And other than the rule of completeness, which I think he's gone into, any, offering any kind of new ground that comes from the mouth of the defendant is improper. It's hearsay. I can address it. You never saw Jeffrey react violently to anybody, did you? No. What about Bernard? No. Now, 
You read in the Oakland Press there was no forced entry, no sign of robbery. Is that right? about what was in the Oakland Press. That's also hearsay. Did you have any knowledge about whether or not Jeffrey and Mrs. Needham ever had a conversation after the murder? As for foundation. I think the initial question he's asking is just whether or not she has any knowledge. That's going to be a yes or no. Maybe the next question, but I think you're premature. Objections overruled. Thank you, Anna. You didn't see him between Saturday the 28th and the funeral, is that right? Yes, sir. And why was that? I believe for the most part he was busy. So he he had told me that objection. Objection, that's your sustained. You didn't go to the visitation, you went to the funeral? Yes. And that was with your father, is that right? Yes. Did you drive together or separate? Together. Actually. I can't remember. I I believe I drove separate now that I think about it because we left together, Jeff and I left together after the luncheon. I believe I drove. How many times have you met and discussed this matter with law enforcement personnel? The attorney, or I'm sorry, the detectives came to me the day of, the day after the murder, the day after the murder. There was one other time they came to my house, and I think, other than the subpoenas, that's it. And today? Did you have any conversation with them today? Yes. They didn't come a number of times after the 28th? I believe only once they okay. came to my house. And then, and then another time for the subpoenas, right? Yes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
How much involvement did you have with Julia? Not very much. Did Jeff ever bring her over there to your house? No. There was maybe one or two times that we had to take her to his grandparents. But that's not her coming over my house. That's yeah. just he was picking me up along the way. She was with him. Jeff the type of person to wear dirty clothes? Only if he's working. Now you, you asked Jeffrey to take those bandages off his hands, right? I did. And his hands weren't in his pockets, is that right? You had you saw those bandages. They were not in his pockets when I saw them on his hands. No. So he wasn't trying to hide his hands from you, is that right? I don't believe so. But you saw the bandages, and you I, asked him to take them off, right? I did. Did he hesitate at all? No. Never use the overhead garage door, is that correct? No, sir. As far as uh, appearance, was Jeff neat and organized or was he sloppy and? He was neat and organized. Did you and Ruth ever have any arguments? No. Did you talk much? No. Did you always call Jeff on his cell phone, or did you call the house, or how? We would only, we would only talk on his cell phone. The house phone was technically Ruth's phone. You said that Ruth was upset that the two of you were intimate? Yes, sir. Now you, did Jeff have a lot of arguments with his mom? In the beginning of our relationship, he did. After that, I wouldn't know. Like I said, he 
he didn't talk about it very much after we had that conversation. You said that Jeffrey was a little more emotional when he drank? Yes. Are you a little more emotional when you drink? No, sir. No? No. Earlier you, today, you talked about early 2009, Jeff crying in your garage. Yes, sir. And that he would take this away from her if he could? Yes, sir. Now, you said that she was hospitalized two to three times while you were together? To the best of my knowledge. You said that earlier today that you rarely argued about anything except his mother. Yes, sir. No fights about money or no. any of that kind of stuff? No. You said that Jeff didn't enjoy being home. That, that's your opinion? That's what he said to me. On more than one occasion? <clears throat> yes, sir. But you also said earlier that at age 19, 20, that's what people want to do is move out? Sarah? Usually, yes. Now, what about this storing knives in the headboard? What was that about? Jeff told me that his mother was storing knives in her headboard. Ever hear anything more about that? No. Now, that first incident you described regarding the debit card, did Jeffrey, in fact, take her credit card? Her debit card? I don't know. You just know that that was the impetus for the I argument? just know that she accused him of it. I don't know if he actually had taken it or not. You said that earlier today that Jeffrey couldn't take fighting between his mother and his father. Yes, sir. Did that happen quite often? The fighting between his mother and father? Correct. He made it seem so that they often fought about her not taking her medication. Your understanding was that Ruth had come home from grocery shopping That's that what morning? Jeff told me, yes. The 27th. And that he had helped her put the groceries away? Yes. 
and that she was in the bedroom when he left? Yes. You said she didn't have any friends or enemies. Yes. But you were at their house three times, and you said you never talked to her. This is what I was told from Jeff. Oh, okay. Who spoke at the funeral? Bernie did. Jeff did. I believe Ruth's sister. One of Ruth's friends. And the pastor, reverend of one of the churches. I'm not really sure. I can't recall any anyone else. Okay. Now, as far as family members that you met in the time that you knew Jeffrey, who did you meet on Ruth's side? At the funeral, I never met anyone until the funeral. I met her brother, um, sister. I think she has more than one sister. I can't recall if Ruth's mother was there. Pretty much anyone at the funeral I probably met because they all came to Jeff before leaving and I was beside him, so. Did you ever go to birthday parties for aunts and uncles or grandmas or any of that kind of stuff? No. You said you stopped seeing him the day you were subpoenaed, correct? Yes. And you don't know who killed Ruth Pine, do you? I don't. Thank you. No further questions. Redirect. One more. that you never saw the defendant hit anyone, correct? Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, before March of 2011, had you ever seen him lie? No. After March 11, 2011, did you feel like you knew him? Not as well as I thought I did. So there were things about him that maybe you didn't know? Yes, sir. You said that Bernie was hard on Jeff and he had a temper. Uh, can you tell us, um, did, did Jeff express to you how this affected him? He would get upset over it. 
Was it your impression that he really had no one to talk to at home? At home, yeah, yes. And you were the only person? Yes. Was the $14,000 that Bernie put into Jeff's account, was that a gift? No. All right. Did you know if he ever, if the defendant ever used any of it? No. I don't know if don't he know. ever okay. used it. Now, you said that um, the defendant was not a, the kind of person that would carry alcohol around in his car. Is that correct? Yes, he was not. He was not the type to carry alcohol in his car. And that was based on what? What, did, what was our your... Our relationship. I had never, throughout our whole relationship, I had never seen him, heard of him carrying alcohol in the car unless it was to an event that we were going to. So then it would be closed? Yes. And in the passenger side, in the passenger compartment of the car? I can't remember where we would put it. But you would be taking that, like, to a party or something? Yeah. You would be bringing something for the party? Right. Okay. But the fact, you're saying, the fact that you didn't think he was the kind of person that would carry alcohol around his car is based on your relationship with him. Yes. All right. You said also that, um, you said, I thought he was pretty perfect. Remember saying that? Yes. And that was also based on your relationship with him? Yes. Did that stay the same after March of 2011? No. You said that people told you that you were lucky to have him. And you did you believe that? Yes. Was that the same after March of 2011? No. And you said you started going out with him in the fall of 2008? Yes. All right. And your knowledge of him was based on the, of what you saw of him during that, the period between August of 2008 and um, September of 2011, correct? When you stopped seeing him. Your knowledge of him was based on what you saw of him. Between our, during our relationship? Right. Yes. Okay. So that depended, what you saw of him depended on what he exposed to you, correct? Yes, sir. All right. And you came to realize that he might not be exposing everything about himself. Absolutely. When he called on May the 28th, you said that he was completely calm. 
when he told you that his mother had been murdered. Yes. Did, did you comment to him about that? I asked him. I said, why are you so calm right now? What do you say? I don't know. And you said that you originally suspected Bernie. Yes. Did that change? Yes. Okay. You no longer suspect Bernie? No. Okay. Why not? Bernie has a handful. I object to that, and it goes to the ultimate issue. What's the objection again? He's, he's asking her, basically, for her opinion as to whether or not Jeffrey killed his mother, and that's inappropriate. I asked why her opinion about, or her suspicions about Bernie changed. I believe that was my question. Objections overruled. Can you answer that? Bernie had a handful of people to testify where he was um, during the murder. So that convinced you that he was not a suspect? And he was willing to cooperate with the detectives. Was Jeff? No. So even though his father was cooperating, he was not? That's correct. Did that have anything to do with your termination of your relationship with the defendant? Yes. Why did you ask the defendant to remove his bandages at your house on the 28th? so that I could see what was underneath them. Why did you want to? Because it was very strange that he had huge bandages on his hands. Why was that strange? He had never had anything like that. I mean, they were, they were even though the marks may have been small, the, the bandages were big. So at first I thought, you know, what the heck did you do? And I mean, not only is it kind of an unusual wound for anyone, but it was an unusual wound for him. I'd never seen it, him have anything like that before.
he had never had a wound like that before? No. Do you know how long he'd been working at Spicer's? I believe he had been working at Spicer's for as long as I had at my job. So I would say around six years. And that was at the time you knew him? He was working at Spicer's at the time I knew him. But I mean, you would say that he had been working there for six years. That includes the time that you knew him through, so, so through 2011? Yes. Okay. All right. And you never saw any injury like this on him before? No. I may have one moment. Around. Yes. I Any recall? Thank you. Holly, you continued to see Jeffrey after March 2011, correct? Yes. In fact, you said you felt like we were all on the right path to everything getting back to normal, correct? Yes. And. You said your parents would always be around when Jeffrey would come over, is that right? After the fact, yes. After the murder, they were around when we were hanging out. Your parents really didn't want you dating Jeffrey anymore, isn't that fair? They were just concerned about the whole situation, and I think they made a very good decision on you know, they didn't say, you can't hang out with him because they knew if I really wanted to, I would anyways. They just wanted to make sure that this way they, they knew where I was and they knew what was going on. And you knew him a lot better than your parents did, correct? I believe so. And you were still trying and Jeffrey was still trying to make things work, right? After the murder? Right. I wasn't really sure what to think. I was, like I said, it was like a consoling because I knew that he was mourning the death of his mother, but I knew that there was a lot going on and I knew that I didn't know the answers to a lot of things. Were you aware that police pulled Jeffrey over? Yes. Did you know what time that was? I don't. What else did you know about that incident? Well, as for foundation. She said she knew about it. Well, ask for, I'm asking for foundation. How does she know about it? We have a little more foundation. Did you know anything more than that? Um, I just knew that. Well, she's going to say what she knew. Again, I'm asking for the foundation. How is it that she comes to know this? Jeff told me. How did you learn it? Just. Jeff told me. Objection. 
the police ever confirm that? Oh, objection to that, too. That's hearsay as well. Sustained. There was never any evidence that there was any infidelity on Jeffrey's part, was there? Can we have a time frame on that? That March time frame that you've talked about a number of times? Other than his own admission, there was not. And that was just that one time, right? He said that he had been seeing her since January. But again, you had his Facebook number. You never saw anything to that effect? No. And you would check his phone from time to time, right? No. After the fact when we were working things out afterwards, I told him from now on, if if we're just hanging out and out of nowhere, I say, give me your phone, I wanna check it. I wanna check your inbox, I wanna see who you're talking to. You hand it over. He said, deal. Thank you, no further questions. You may step down. 